0: Armored Bear Productions. Welcome to Not Safer Wizards, an actual play 5th edition D&D podcast. As it's said, all good things must come to an end. And for the Not Safer Wizards um, winter dawning campaign, um, we are going to be ending this recording. Uh, As you may recall from the prologue episode, uh, I made a promise at the end of it that if the recording got in the way of the fun with my friends, We would stop the recording Uh, and after some discussions we have decided that the recording has getting in the way of the fun so this is our farewell to the winter dawning campaign most of the party has been gathered at the palace in grimsby after their return from the plains and as they make plans to find out where this warlord is and where, how they might be able to get Karshun and track the presence of aberrations, another meeting is going on in the realm celestial, the deities of Veltor meet. The three siblings, Akena, Teotl, and Ibarra, sit at the head of the table. The rest of their children and those who were raised up to divinity, all are concerned about the threat to the realms. The cracks in the shell that protected this demi-plane are growing every day. Powers from outside, like Karshun, like Orcus, like the djinn, all continue to break into the realms. The three siblings listen as... listen as accusations of who did what and who's guilty of this and who's aiding come across the table. Vixis and Adar especially have words. Ivra, Adros, Lemagier. all speak. Lady Kempson finally speaks up. She offers to lead the forces of of the heavens, to take as much power as she could and lead it against those forces, up to including leaving this demi-plane to go fight across the plains The three siblings, however, listen and disagree. They know they have two options for how to deal with this situation. One would be for the three of them to expend as much power as they have and to seal Veltor off from the rest of the multiverse forever. But if they do this, they will be no more. The the children deities argue against this. They don't want to lose their parents. They don't want to lose their beloved aunt. And they fear the chaos that would come without that guiding hand are those guiding hands. The other option that the siblings come up with is to make an accord with the powers that exist outside of Veltor. To break the shell themselves, to open Veltor up, so that any power, any demon, any devil, any aberration, could come without having to sneak in or force their way in. And they would count on their followers, the people of Veltor, to keep those beings in line. The discussion goes around the table for an indeterminate time until finally... Adros, the god of magic, speaks up. He presents out that if they were to seal off the plane forever, then those who use magic would constantly be bumping up against it. That abilities that allow them to summon things from the elemental planes, the Feywild, the Shadowfell, not even to think about calling in from the upper planes or lower planes, those abilities would be lost to the wizards and sorcerers of Veltor. And as a god of magic, he just cannot agree to that. And so he places a vote to open wide the realms. One after one, the deities vote. And it's close. But the vote is to open the realms. To make an accord with the powers outside. That while they can come in, they cannot manifest on the plane. and the pantheon that is there has primacy. As the realms of deities act outside of normal time, the word spreads across the upper and lower planes, across the elemental planes, through the Feywild, through the Shadowfell, touching all points even word makes it to some outpost that relays the information to the far realms. Beltur is no longer closed off. At about that time, at the Palace of Grimsby, word comes, that a force is marching towards the city. Word comes from the, from the people that the force includes a large, orb-like being hovering at the head of the army. The city, in panic, mobilizes. The forces of Grimsby, which had not been used in the last war, are called up. Every mercenary company in the city is called up. And the crown companions are given command. battle is long, many fall. But at the end of the battle, the companions stand victorious over the, over the dead form of the beholder that was the warlord. And just as they're about to take a deep breath, a form appears, a form they'd seen before, a giant oliphid. Karshun once again has projected himself for them to see. He says... well, not only into their heads, but into the heads of any who can hear around them that by the actions that have made Veltor now open to all, his designs on their plane are gone. He has no plans to set up a hive here because it's no longer protected from those who he fears most, most the Geth Yankee that you had already uh, met. For Orion, it's been a long several months. Lady Jessen and her her Kempsonites showed up and have helped with defending Glau from the hordes of undead that show up almost every night. And on the downtime, when you're not defending, you've been studying with the local priest who worships all the deities in that small little temple in the city. And from time to time, you look at the mandala, holy symbol that jade had given you, with each of the deities represented with a different stone and and their symbol, and it's starting to make a little more sense. After a while, the undead attacks slow down. And a strange priest of Le shows up one day. An older man who calls the town and says that the god of death and undeath has come to show that he has more power than Orcus and that the Demon Lord's forces have been routed. And that this defense of this small town helped motivate LaMajire to get fully involved in protecting Veltor. And after he lets that information, he heads to the tavern for a quick drink and then wanders back out of Klow. According to the priestess of Ivra or Ibarra. It appears all the enemies who've been trying to get in have stopped. Well, with the exception of the jinn, but the jinn are looking to gather up Janasi, looking to re enslave this race. But with their allies now not interested in helping take the realm. Their their campaign has slowed. And Adros and Ivra, their their worshippers, their priests and clerics, are gathering Janasi you make sure that the secret of firearms is being spread amongst them so that if the djinn do come, they don't find a people undefended. Word comes from the orc kingdom, Skrallnass has been elected to be king. Where it comes from, Lelanor. in light of all that has gone on, the elf kingdom is opening up, and they've even exchanged ambassadors with the orc kingdom. It has been seven months since you all had, well, most of you, had come to Grimsby as caravan guards or raft, gu- or river raft guards, trying to make sure that you had enough money to have a place to stay through the brutal Grimsby winter, in the time you've saved kings, you've traveled the plains, you've confronted mind flayers, you've kept the peace, and you fought a war. not bad for a pretty mixed up crew. Lilith Now that the the battle to defend Grimsby is done and the threat from outside the world is done Where does the priestess of Lemezier Find herself going.
1: Oh, I believe she's going to go f- found her a temple of lemon gear in the Ork Kingdom. give get us some right. of that sweet, sweet Skull <laughs> All
0: right. Do it. Yes. <laughs> uh,
1: well, it was Skull Nas or Orion, and Skull won.
0: <laughs> uh, Lilith deserves to be with her people.
2: I'm a human. <laughs> yeah, you were raised by works. Come on
3: yeah, no no no. Lilith <laughs> is a human who was raised by dwarves
2: I'm sorry, I got that wrong. You should find a dwarf, man. Yeah, no, no uh,
1: I'm going where I'm going. Look, Lilith
3: worships Levenjar. Lilith is a metalhead. The orcs are her people. Uh,
1: exactly, and okay. she'll get bored with them and move on to someplace else.
3: Oh, poor Skarnas. Vel, where's Vel going? Yeah, where's
0: Vel
2: going? so so i put a lot of thought into this and at first i was thinking like you know one night i was just gonna you know me and chase were gonna get drunk and you know just uh contemplate you know whether killing in the name of the king was wrong have to go in front of the king throw down my flaming sword and give him the finger and tell him to fuck off uh but no no that's not it uh Probably I'm gonna have to just continue hunting Karshun because I, I have no rationality left inside of me. Uh, I, I know he's he's not a threat anymore, but I don't care. And um, I actually thought a lot about uh, how it would all play out because I think it would it would play out one of two ways: either A, I would find him and like epic battle would pursue. And I would die a glorious death. Or B, um, B could go one of two ways. I could uh, not find him, right? And like go crazy searching for him. Or I could find him, be battling him, be just about ready to kill him. And just as I'm about ready to kill him, somebody else sneak in and kill him and go crazy anyways. Either way, I go crazy. And turn anti-paladin. Somehow. He looks in the
4: mirror. (laughs) Vel (laughs) looks in the mirror and sees (laughs) Karshun.
2: Something like that. Uh, You
3: know, they say when you stare too long into the abyss, the abyss also stares into you.
0: That's it. (laughs) All right. Commander Kalen. Yes, sir. The war's done. Your kinsman is now king of the orcs. Mm He's
4: causing the rattling. (laughs) What? uh, I'm going to go home. Go home. Become an advisor. Help my kinsman, you know, and search for that elusive uh, hobby that I've never found.
0: (laughs) All right. Jade. Yes. The war's over. The war makers, as far as you know, are broken. What does our green-haired halfling do?
5: Well, um, I had to write this because I knew that I wouldn't get through it without actually writing it out. It's been a really rough day, so this is going to be... Bear with me. Um, So, one morning, those that are left wake up to a letter on Jade's Pillow. My dear friends, when we started this venture, I was angry. And vengeful. I had just left both my parents and was hell bent on finding and taking out whoever had done this horrible thing. My life felt like it had ended with them. I was just a shell of emotion and determination. Finding all of you and finding out Chase had suffered the same gave me even more fuel and purpose. I was fire. But what I did not count on was finding a new family. Brothers and sisters, I never knew I wanted You made me question everything You pushed me to learn and grow We laughed and cried together My tiny little world broke open to huge possibilities And for a while, I drank all of it in I had found substance beyond revenge I have questioned my faith, discovered emotions I didn't know were possible. For this I am eternally grateful. In all of this adventuring and growing and learning, I discovered something else. (sighs) When When we lost our companions and had to go even further into uncharted, unknown places, I felt the loss all over again. I was desperate to heal our little family. I needed to complete this mission of revenge. And I couldn't do it without all of you. Without all of us together. I was holding white-knuckled to this need to be whole. This need to destroy that which had taken so much from me. But when everyone was finally back together... And I thought my pain would subside. And I would be filled once more with riotous purpose. But even after all of the fighting, all of the bloodshed, all of the rage, I was still empty.
4: I still feel like something is missing.
5: And then it hit me. What I am missing is what I left behind. I won't find the spirits of my parents on the battlefield. I won't find peace and revenge, no matter how satisfying it may seem, in the heat of the moment. My parents, my family, my purpose, my peace, have always been there, waiting for me at home. on that little bamboo farm, in the peaceful rolling hills. I became so many things along the way for the purpose of revenge and rage. And in doing so, I lost who I was to begin with. I lost my center. I would not trade any of what we have been through together for anything in the world. And I love you all. You are truly my family. It's time for me to go home now. Time for me to go back to my little farm and those rolling green hills. Time for me to dig my fingers into the dirt of the mother and find my connection to her again. My door will always be open to you all. I truly hope and pray that you will come and visit me. And maybe, just maybe, one day, we will all take up arms together again. I love you all with all my heart. Please take care of yourself. Love, Jane.
2: Oh God! I, I like. I hope Bell is gone before that note hits because I don't think Bell as as a person could handle that. Let alone me as a character as a player. <laughs> like,
4: oh, I'm. Lotus is dead. Not really, but Lotus is crying. <laughs> Just.
5: We love, love you, me. Kayla. I love you guys so much.
1: I, I would like to move my temple.
4: <laughs> it's it's just outside just a, a little bamboo, bamboo farm. <laughs> farm. <laughs> Prepare for lettuce. Lettuce from a c- Letters from a cat, not lettuce.
3: I'm,
5: I'm,
4: Lotus I'm, is not going to send lettuce.
5: Why not? I mean, you can write letters on lettuce, I guess, but... (laughs) I'm
0: wondering if Willowwood is a big enough town to have a temple of (laughs) Lemeshear.
5: We will make
1: one. I've got land. We're good. All right, it can just be an altar. It don't have to be a whole temple.
0: (laughs) I mean, Stonecast isn't that far from Willowwood, so I mean... Yeah, there you go.
1: Maybe I'll move to Stonecast.
0: Chase. I love you guys.
4: I love you too. Big hugs. I'm
1: going to be a traveling priest. (laughs) There you go. I'm going to travel the land healing and killing. Killing and healing. I don't know. right, Um,
0: Chase.
3: Well, given that all of the enemies seem to have gone off on their own way except the Djinn, Chase is going to continue what he started right after being rescued and build a Genasi mercenary company to go hunt the Djinn across the plains. probably periodically hitching rides, if not just fully setting up shop on the spell jamming ship of a certain goblin pirate.
2: (laughs) There you go. Sounds like we might run into each other from time to time.
3: Either that or uh, you guys run into each other from time to time and eventually have that Obi-Wan and Anakin fallout battle.
4: I'd <laughs> so
2: I'd still be dead
0: <laughs> Orion <sighs> Waves and
6: waves and waves of undead crash on the town night after night it seems like it's going on in perpetuity But then the night starts to break into the early dawn as the light seems to slowly, very, very gradually fill the sky. And the combined might of Jess and Orion are just yelling to the surrounding defenders of the town, One last push. One last push. And then it's over. And there just aren't anymore. The threat has finally come to an end. And having seen what seemed like endless war against the atrocities that attacked the town, these abominations, Orion looks at Jesson and says, We have fought this fight for so long. Let's choose life. And he takes her and embraces her. Hopefully she doesn't push him away. Months pass by. The town is quiet. They wait. Maybe another night, the undead will come back. But a few months later, a year later, Orion is telling Justin just one more push. One more push. A few more years go by and they find their way to a bamboo farm. This new little family. That has chosen life. Reuniting with their old family. Some kind of fart joke. That's all I got. That's
2: all I got. How oh dare uh, you prove me wrong. Fart, fart joke.
4: <laughs> I I want to say that Lotus would make it a mission of getting Jade's letter to Orion.
6: I figured as much, which is how Orion finds his way back there. Uh, Yay. There, was, there was some fast forwarding that went on for dramatic purposes.
1: Yeah. Fair. And Lilith would tell Orion that it would never have worked out between us. We're just too different.
6: <laughs> there was like you, an you option why, for a moment of like death? a godmother for the baby, but then it was like, no, maybe maybe Jade's a better choice.
2: Yeah, uh, We'll need somebody who can actually take a hit. <laughs> um, I, 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 oh, trust
3: I, me, Oriens kid can take a hit.
6: <laughs> like, I was actually going to mention for the first time, he finally casts Turn Undead, and that's what finally. <laughs> with, with the he, re- he realizes uh, he has spells <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> for, for Orion at a certain point uh, he is made aware that the temple of Adar in Grimsby is now under the leadership of a goblin paladin <laughs> Yeah No. Oh. <laughs>
6: that's a pope that's going to have a suggestion box that's always full of letters.
0: Grunk <laughs> <laughs> helped with the going out to the Goblin Lands and getting them onto some mainstream ADAR worship, and uh, came back and and yeah, he has risen the ranks and is now leading the Temple of Adar in Grimsby.
6: Ooh, it really was the dawn of a new day, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh,
0: Nelly. So, um... Well? Celeste so and Lotus. <laughs> um, okay. Yes, sir. Your stories don't quite end here.
4: Nope. That is true.
0: Far in the south, there is a town that was never part of the Empire of Grimsby. It is called Dalengard, and it sits upon the, the great Dalengard River. They really are imaginative with the naming of things. Hmm. The, the city is strange compared to what you have, well, okay. You guys have been out to the plane, so can't really say it's been strange to what you've experienced. But for what you've experienced in Velter, uh, Dalengard is more magical, more uh, fantastic. And with the removal of the barriers, it's said that it's become even more so. there, there are possibly ways to make it back out to the out to the plains that you may want to travel, um, and it is a great um, crossing, uh, a city of crossings. Um, that information about all sorts of relics, artifacts. And strange curiosities make it too. And that is where the two of you will set off to.
4: Hey, Celeste.
0: Hmm.
4: I may need a bit more of assistance. Are you willing to help me out? And I help you out with? Whatever your goals are,
6: we aren't very close, are we?
4: No, but everyone else is leaving, and I don't want to be alone. <laughs> that is fair. And I know you. I
0: mean, um, you've—I mean, Lotus has like electrocuted you at least once.
2: Yeah, to my benefit, actually. And yeah, and I detriment. saved you from
4: the mimics.
2: Yeah. Um, Celeste is going to look over at Luna on her, her arm that's held up, and go,
6: uh, blocking together, better. Luna can't.
0: That's
4: <laughs> doesn't.
0: Luna fluffs her her uh her feathers, kind of gives you a look, and you're pretty sure she's thinking, finally learned this lesson.
4: <laughs> I think the crow's judging you for not doing this sooner. Luna. I mean
2: she's always judging me.
4: Yeah. Those who can't verbally understand tend to just silently judge us, because they know we can't <laughs> understand it.
2: Oh, she knows I can understand her. We have uh. conversations.
4: Ah. Uh. I mean, on some level, I pro- I thought you did, and I understood you did, but it's something I forget about because I don't often think about it.
2: You know what? I also don't often think about it. <laughs> going, going, me. Hmm? going forward, I that is something I'm gonna want to do more often. Talk with Luna. <laughs> Remember that I have Luna. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a pretty good stretch there where <laughs> he was there somewhere. So Um that is how winter dawning ends sometime just before summer starts these crown companions begin their their treks their own ways so um i don't know if anybody has anything they want to add or Anything they want to say, uh open the floor up.
4: Uh an in-character thing is Lotus would go uh to the Temple of Secrets and um tell them about his um I may have made uh a pact with Ibarra.
0: Leandara looks at you and she's like you're aware.
4: Okay. I just kind of wanted to tell you myself, because I knew that you probably did know already, but I wanted to say it to you myself anyway.
0: That is very much appreciated, Lotus. and <laughs> uh, Make sure that wherever you end up, if there is a, a uh, hall of secrets, that you check in with them regularly, and if you learn Anything that you feel might fall into, something Ibarra needs to know, that you will share that with the temple?
4: I will. I definitely will. Thank you.
0: Secrets of the Worlds are yours to discover. Yeah. And I think in finding those secrets, you'll find what your people are missing and maybe be able to make amends on their part.
4: I hope so. Because if nothing else, I think I finally found a D- D- I can have faith in. And he would wave and leave. So I am kind of wondering how a meeting between Celeste and Orion would go. Now that I'm thinking about it.
2: They've never met. Oh, no, I never yeah. met. Also, hi, Pete. It's nice to meet you. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, sorry,
0: this was, is
6: very overdue.
0: Yeah, <laughs> how how does a how does Orion does Orion understand a tiefling?
6: I mean, <laughs> how many sentences have we started with? Does Orion understand?
2: And, then the <laughs> and generally, the answer is.
4: Uh, uh,
6: hey, well, no?
2: Orion wasn't a racist necessarily, <laughs> was he?
4: No. <laughs> No, no. He just didn't like Vixen. We'll...
6: No, no, in that way that people say, I'm not a racist, but
0: <laughs> so yeah. he was—he was more religious zealot than any. Like, well, he, like really? he was so happy when he found the goblins who were worshiping Adar and him. Yeah. Well,
4: <laughs> you had to so, win that worshiper.
2: If you are a god, you say yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Celeste is non non-denomina- nomin non-denominationally Druidic. That's fair. That's, fair.
0: That's fair. I mean, technically, she's choosing life.
2: Well, I need true. that on a shirt. Fair enough.
0: Denominationally druid- Druidic. Yes.
6: A little bit of this tree, a little bit of that
0: tree. You put it all together.
2: Yeah. yeah, plants are plants. You know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) not anymore baby it's not about the plants anymore i'm going to the stars
6: (laughs) Uh, i mean that's your post credit scene right there
5: (laughs) yeah
4: the last flies the first rocket ship to the moon everyone thinks it's a conspiracy and no one believes her for decades
6: it was well in a uh gnomish soundstage (laughs) gnomish soundstage
4: yeah (laughs) <laughs> See, the flag wouldn't wave like that in a vacuum.
0: Darn artificers. Well,
1: now the flag's been bleached white, so everyone's going to think it's France.
2: It thinks it's surrendering. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. When the
6: extraterrestrials show up, we're like, here, take our boot. Just, just leave us alone.
2: We have it. <laughs> we, we don't <laughs> need Apple
3: it. In no, true just, NSFW fashion.
1: Yeah, Silly. insulting France. We're sorry, France. Uh, I'm not. not fuck really. you. <laughs> you know what you did, France.
2: <laughs> Parentheses: No actual beef with France. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: that sounds. Then that sounds like we're we're pretty much we're pretty much at an end. Um, we started this over four years ago. Around my dining table, around Kayla and Mai's dining table, uh, we forgot to record the first session of us playing. Um, we had a snowball microphone for the first forty-something episodes. That every so often I forget to turn on omnidirectional, so <laughs> sometimes the audio really sucked because it was either catching the sounds bouncing off the ceiling or catching the sounds bouncing off the table. Um. We have managed to get through... Well, we are still enduring a pandemic. We have added, we have lost. We tried to have a couple new players jump in and they lasted all of a session or two. Um, re-added. We readded. Several <laughs> of us have
3: moved across the country in various directions.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Changed
6: careers. Yeah. Somebody got most of a degree. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and started sculpting young minds
4: oh. <laughs> young mind chisel there's no need to think for <laughs> yourself young mind. No
0: mind there is no <laughs> oh boy, da,
4: young mind
0: Well, wow. <laughs> sorry um, it's for me it's a little sad uh, that we are not going to be recording and sharing these with you, but I am excited that we are going to still be playing, and hey, maybe sometime down the road, we'll put together a one shot to record. Nothing says it can't happen, but uh, I just want to thank all of you for... Jumping in on this when I said, Hey, let's record our games and let's put it out as a podcast. Um, I know there have been times when it's been pretty stressful. It's been times when we just didn't want to record. And, you know, I would rather that we remain the gaming group that we were in the old house around the Around the coffee table.
1: Uh, with Hungry Howies.
0: With Hungry Howies. Not sponsored. <laughs> don't have to worry about sponsoring us, Hungry Howies.
1: That, that's uh, our almost said Little Caesars.
0: <laughs> 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 no, sir. It was Hungry Howies. Yes, well, I is. realized
1: it was Hungry Howies before I said Little Caesars. <laughs> <With> so <laughs> many times
0: that one delivery
3: guy. Always oh, the same. four guy, delivery guys. <laughs> <he is. Yep.
0: laughs> Um, and I, I told guys, dust. Yeah. yeah, and I, I went, when we moved to the new house and I ended up over in the neighborhood the one time, um, and picked up pizza from hungry Howie's before a gaming night, the guy said to me, he was like, what happened? We haven't had like, you you, you haven't been calling on Wednesdays. I was like, Oh, we moved but the hungry Howie's by us. Doesn't, doesn't know how to cut pizza and doesn't have your deals and their pizza wasn't as good. Um, but I am glad that we're going to continue playing. Um, and uh, Pete, if you want, make a ninth level character. You can pop in whenever you have the chance. I
6: appreciate that very much.
0: Um, Pete.
3: Yeah. Uh, One of us. <laughs> One, <laughs> of <laughs> us. Yep, One of us. Yep. Always. <laughs> I would certainly
6: like to just express my incredible appreciation for knowing this amazing group and being allowed to be a, a part of this. However, fleeting it may have been in my time in the hot seat. I I do truly wish that I had had more time to do it. Uh, uh, <laughs> talking about the Hungry Howies and all of that, man, that brought back a lot of very specific memories. and. Yeah, I'm not gone. I'm still here. Oh, I'm still here.
3: Yay. <laughs> Yay.
6: He said ominously. <laughs>
3: she,
4: it's only ominous window.
6: if
2: you're... It's <laughs> only ominous if you're Don't mind me just checking my door locks.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: check your door locks, but don't forget to check over your shoulder.
0: <laughs> oh, Come yeah. on in, Pete. Just in your periphery. You'll
4: meet my two cats. Is
0: that, that would the
3: be back rub me. I'm getting? <laughs> <It can't be. laughs> Oh he's he's no hair. Hair,
6: I'm brushing off your shoulder. <laughs> I breathe lightly into onto your neck. Nothing weird there. Sorry,
4: Don't George. mind the All spooky George. shit I'm watching. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, um for our fans who have been with us from the beginning, uh, I can't express my appreciation. Thailand, you continue to rock our worlds as we are still within the top 100 on Apple Podcasts in Thailand. <laughs> cool. Um, for the folks who have shared it around, we thank you. For folks who have bought merch, we thank you. Um, the episodes will still be up, um, so if you want to go back and listen, re-listen through, you can always do that. Put the not repeat.
4: It's good for you. Listen listen to the Lotus's MVP session with the mimics. <laughs>
0: um but uh, it's uh it's time to say goodbye for the for the time being. So uh for not safe for wizards, winter dawning campaign. I'm Joseph the DM. And I love each and every one of you guys.
1: Love you too, Joe. Love, love, love you.
5: Love
3: you, Joe. Thank you very much. And I'll love talk them, to you too. in like 20 minutes after the episode's over. Choose
0: you know, life, listeners. Choose life.
3: Yeah.
4: Feels like it
0: took Hi. on a very different meeting. <laughs> Hi there, this is Joseph, the DM. I hope you're enjoying the Not Safe Wizards podcast so far. If you are, I'd love to ask you to do a couple things to help build the show up. One, go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Preferably five-star, but hey, I leave that up to you. Second, follow us on social media. The links to our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter are in the show notes. And thirdly, share it with your friends. Let them know about the podcast and have them take a listen. We look forward to entertaining you for a long time to come. Thanks. Have a great rest of your day.